If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Southern Charm Season 8. Here we are. We are about to sit down and chat with Miss Naomi Olindo. Of course, we're going to ask about Craig and Paige and everything else going on, Catherine. And when we're done with that, we are going to share a past chat that we have had with Miss Landon Clements. We've had Landon on twice. Now, we recently shared a chat with Landon following our interview with Leva Bonaparte. And now we are about to share another chat with Miss Landon Clements. But first... We had the pleasure of chatting with Miss Naomi Olindo. We talk about Paige. We talk about Craig. We talk about everything. So sit back and relax. Get that coffee ready. Get that wine ready. And here is Miss Naomi Olindo. Hey, everyone. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Miss Naomi Olindo. Oh, my God. What an introduction. (laughs) Listen, I mean, welcome behind the velvet rope, but I have to make you feel special. Really welcome back, Naomi. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be back. I mean, is it like when you were gone, you know, for the one season, like in New York and like the show was going on, like, did you feel, I mean, I know you had other things going on, but like, did you feel like, wow, like maybe I made the wrong choice. I really missed this group. Did you feel like you were away for a lot longer than you were? Um, yeah, I mean, I was definitely away for a while, but, um, you know, I think with COVID, like the uh, things got delayed a little bit. So it was actually a couple years instead of just one year. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I was still in touch with everyone. I just wasn't filming. So it, I did miss everyone, of course, but I wasn't away for too long. <laughs> did you have any reservations in coming back? You know, sometimes you have group there's some drama you walk away you might miss it but you're like okay well and did you have your share of reservations yeah well well yes and no so I spoke to everybody really aside from like one person um I reached out to everyone because I would you know still friends with everyone and I said you know how would you feel about me coming back I'm kind of in a weird place I'm a little bit lost and I know filming is like coming up I don't I think this might be good for me would you be supportive and every everybody was like, hell yeah, come on. So it was really nice. And I felt really safe, you know, coming back and um, very lucky that um, almost everybody had open arms and was just really sweet. And the person who didn't have open arms was? (laughs) Just, you know, a a young lady named Catherine. (laughs) I mean, that's who I assume, but I, I hate to make assumptions. Well, you know, Craig said like, you know, you guys exchanged messages and he was like a huge proponent of like, I think this will be good for you. I think this will be good for the audience. And just to see like our stories, like how much did like Craig, you know, factor into you coming back? Um, I mean, 
the whole reason that um, I even did the show the first time was because of Craig and, and with Craig. So it was really important to me that he was 100% on board with it because I didn't want him to be uncomfortable or whatever. So that was very important to me that he was like, yes, green flags, 100%, um, go for it. How did, so how, you know, now we're done, the season's coming out. How did season eight feel different to you from the last time you were there? We have new cast members. There's a lot going on. There was a lot going on. It was, it was honestly a blast. Like we just had a lot of fun. Um, or at least, I mean, I, I think everyone else had fun for the most part. I just had a really good time. There were still some highs and lows and stuff, but all considering it was just a really positive experience. And um, yeah, it, it was it was just really fun. Well, fun is good out of, I mean, that's the sense I'm getting from speaking to some of your castmates out of, you know, the people that were there before, like Craig and Shep and Austin and Catherine and Madison, like people you've worked with in the past, who do you feel like has changed the most since you were here? Um, I think who's changed the most. Um, and this is not in a bad way. This is actually in a really good way is Madison. You know, she's grown a lot. Um, and she's she just seems to be really happy and has done a lot with um with the show and like you know just yeah I think I think I would say Madison and in, in a good way are you shocked that she's engaged I mean like last time we saw her she was linked to like A-Rod and Jay Cutler and all sorts of others and here here we are yeah I mean it, life comes at you fast so that, yeah it was surprising but I think it's a great thing so I think it's a good thing too. Did you hear from, and we're obviously not going to dwell on this, but did you hear from like, look, and there's no judgment to anyone. Like a lot of people, especially in reality TV, we see like there's infidelities, like people have had infidelities and, you know, a lot of people stay and there's no judgment there. But for you, it's like, to me, I totally respect the fact that, you know, you get up and you come home. Did you hear from like a lot of like women just saying like, to me, that's like a really powerful move. Sincerely. Yeah. yeah. That was a big reason because it's not, I mean, yes, you know, I share things on reality TV and stuff, but there is a big part of my life that's very private. And that was like, whether someone had cheated on me or not, and like leaving that whole process is a very vulnerable and like private process. And I got so many messages of encouragement from women or people saying like, you helped me, you know, walk away from a situation that was bad or somebody that wasn't treating me correctly, or like you helped me see my worth kind of thing. And I'm like, me, what? But it was just really encouraging to keep sharing that. And I do talk about it throughout the season because I think it's important for people to see, like, you can get totally knocked down and you can be really down in the dumps in the way that I was and work your way out of it. Like there's just good things past the, the tough, the tough times, you know? Totally. And now you've had a fun season, so it's all kind of worth it. <laughs> yeah. How much were you like, not, I guess, trepidatious or, you know, talk to me about the page factor, you know, Craig is with page. Like how did that factor in? Like, did you, were you nervous to meet page? No, I mean, I was excited to meet her. I think that um, the, the Craig and page stuff got like blown out of proportion a little bit. I didn't realize that it was going to be such a storyline, um, but there's absolutely no bad blood b- between us whatsoever. I really like Paige. I think she and Craig are a really good match. I think they seem very happy. And I, I love that for him. You know, there's nothing left, no matter what anyone might, might think or say or infer from the show, like that ship has long sailed with me and Craig. And we really are just good buddies at this point. And um, so I wasn't nervous to meet her or anything. I was excited and I loved meeting her. 
Um, and then, you know, throughout the season, I think it's unfortunate that a lot of people try to pin the girls against each other or something when it doesn't need to be like that at all. Um, so there were some awkward moments with me and Paige, but um, it just wasn't necessary. And I think she probably would agree. And yeah, I mean, I, I truly like, I'm very happy for them both. Why do you think she's such a good fit for Craig? I don't know. I mean, I think from what I've heard Craig say that she just really accepts him for who he is and it seems to be mutual. So if, if somebody accepts you for exactly who you are at your core, what is better than that? That is true. And that is a good point. Like, why are we always pitting like two women against each other? Like, why is that the headline? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we see so many different relationships going on this season and some we know are in different state than when the season starts. Like, what's up with you? Anyone slipping into your DMs these days? Oh my God. I think if anybody slipped into my DMs, that would be like an automatic filter out. The DMs are not, <laughs> not a good place. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I just keep saying like, I'm very thankful for everything that happened, even though it sucked at the time because it put me in the situation that I'm in now where I'm just like fully or becoming more fully myself and dating and just like living my life exactly how I want to without kind of worrying about what someone else is thinking or someone else is judging me for, you know, kind of goes back to what I was saying. I'm happy for Craig for like that. He's able to just be himself. I'm kind of at that point too. And it's just really nice. So if someone wants to date, if all the eligible single men out there are listening, which there's probably one straight man listening to this podcast, but assuming <laughs> that, well, I've been told there's two before. I mean, cause I get, I get the DMS that say, don't say there's one because there's two of us, but don't slip into your DMS. That's just not the way to do it. No. what is your just if you physically you know wanted to like look at Hollywood like who's your type just as far as like actors or musicians or whoever Uh, so I really don't have a type because I find somebody attractive like based on their personality you know it could be most attractive person if their personality sucks I'm like you're ugly but if it's somebody that might not be conventionally attractive or something and they have a great personality I can think they're like the most beautiful person ever so I really don't have a type. That's so nice. <laughs> what about who do you think would be engaged first out of Craig Shop in Austin at this point? I think Craig probably. Wow. Or no, maybe Shep. I don't know. I think I what I think is gonna happen is that one of them is gonna get engaged and then the other one's gonna be like, oh, I better, I better, you know, get engaged, but better. <laughs> We all know how that works in this group (laughs) between those three. Well, look, the more things change, the more things, you know, stay the same. We see like in the trailer, you know, you tell Catherine to fuck off or she tells you to fuck off. We see you get into some spat with Vanita. I guess we could say there is some drama coming this season. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming. Like I, I think this is the most that has happened throughout one season ever, at least like in the history of me, being familiar with the show. Um, I think it's gonna be a really good season. I hope. What about, you know, like we see like Craig get into this huge fight with Austin and like Shep get into this huge fight with Austin. I mean, like they've known each other forever. Like does that type of stuff shock you? The bare belly wrestling. (laughs) Yes. The bare belly wrestling. No, nothing shocks me anymore. Like literally nothing. (laughs) Nothing shocks me about this show or any show on Bravo at this point in like a good way. Yeah, yeah. What about, you know, 
even though, you know, you mentioned Catherine in the beginning and I know you guys are not exactly like the best of friends. Like when you see like, look, she's always in the headlines. She's in the headlines again over like child custody stuff and like eviction stuff and who knows what the real truth is. But like, do you feel like when you see stuff like that, like, hey, I should reach out, you know, even though we've had our differences? Um, no, not really. I mean, um, I don't know. It's not really like something I think about. Um, she's just like not really a part of my life. I mean, yes, with the show, there's association, you know, but not, it's pretty minimal. That makes you know, sense. You, you just don't have to be friends with everyone. And I think that's something I'm learning as I get older. It's like, I don't have to be around somebody if it's not somebody that I want to be around. That is true. What do you think viewers are going to be shocked as far as just you this season? Like as the season goes on, like, you know, just, wow, we didn't know that about Naomi or that seems different or. Um, I mean, I, I shocked myself at times during the season. I think just being, I was very, very open and very honest and very like, you know, I didn't try to cover anything up. I didn't try to like make a, I just didn't try to be like in control of anything. I just kind of lived my life and it was, that's why it was such a great experience because normally filming, you know, you, it can be a little tense, but um, yeah, I think hopefully people will get to see another side to me and um, a more vulnerable side and more open side. Do you have a side we can say? <laughs> I think you're humble. I mean, you're looking for someone and you say looks are not all that matters. That's like humble right there to begin with. <laughs> what start. about, I mean, I, I'm in New York City. Like, do you ever miss New York or are you just like been there, done that? So happy to be back in Charleston, staying forever. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in New York all the time. So I, I love going and stuff. I love still living in Charleston, but getting to visit, you know, wherever I want or like travel a little bit. So yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love the city. (laughs) The city loves you. (laughs) The city loves you. Well, I mean, look, it's, it's a, it's a great season that I think we're about to see, you know, anything else you want to share with us before we wrap up? You know, I always like to give people a chance at the end to bring up whatever they would like. Um, no, I mean, I haven't seen even the first episode, so I really don't know. But all I know is that we had a lot of fun filming it and hopefully, you know, people have a lot of fun watching it. It's, I I can't wait to watch the rest of it. So (laughs) I really appreciate your time and thank you and congratulations. Congratulations on being back in Charleston and definitely come back anytime. Awesome. Thank you so much. Take care. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I'll admit it. As important it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals 
with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. You know, two weeks ago, I told you guys about how I sent Dame products to all of my housewife friends, and they've been raving about Dame products and thanking me and, and giving me way too much detail. And now you guys have flooded my DMs asking which housewives specifically have been thanking me and how much they love Dame products. Well, listen, you're all a bunch of shady bitches because I am not going to tell you which housewives I sent Dame products to and which ones are thanking me profusely. Because, you know, Dame products are female vibrators designed for, you know, a woman's pleasure. So no, I'm not going to give you names. But what I will tell you is there are so many different options. There's the Evo, which is a wearable couples vibrator for hands-free fun. There's the Air, which stimulates you so fast and helps get you there. There's the Palm, which you could hold in the palm of your hands for your pleasure. Look, life is really stressful, really stressful. And Dame is here to kind of increase the quality of your life. Who doesn't want a little fun, right? They have massage oils and lubes. So what are you waiting for? Don't you want to feel good too? Come on, ladies. Go to dameproducts.com. Use code VELVETROPE to take 15% off your first order site-wide. You could choose anything. That's dameproducts.com. Enter code VELVETROPE and you get 15% off. Everyone always asks me what podcasts I listen to. And I have to tell you, one of my absolute favorites is The Envelope. Why is it my favorite? Because it's really similar to this podcast. It's a celebrity guest podcast, sound familiar, except it's from the LA Times. And they cover award seasons in Hollywood and the entertainment industry. So they interview people that are possibly nominated or going to be nominated for awards. Now, some of the recent episodes include Jennifer Coolidge, hello, for White Lotus. But I mean, of course, we also love her from Legally Blonde. Come on. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. If you're not watching Grace and Frankie and haven't watched it, I don't know what you're waiting for. David Harbour from Stranger Things. Jessica Biel, Candy. Oh, I think of Justin Timberlake when I hear just Jessica Biel and then I get sidetracked. Listen, the first six episodes of The Envelope are available to binge now. So tune in to hear all those great interviews plus more. You're going to love listening to The Envelope. And again, they're from the LA Times, so they really kind of know what they're doing. Binge these first six episodes now. Download and listen to the latest episodes of The Envelope everywhere you get your podcast. Trust me, if you like Behind the Velvet Rope, you're going to love The Envelope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back, Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined back by the one and only Miss Landon Clements. How are hello, you? Hello. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, you know, just hanging out in Cali, trying to figure out what's going on with all this corona. We're supposed to go back on lockdown, but I don't know. It's, it's one day at a time, David. <laughs> it's like when I first, the last time you were on this show, it's like we just headed into lockdown and yeah, now we're kind of back there. I know. It's crazy. That was sort of like uh, late March, maybe early April. I can't quite remember, but that was just the beginning. We were like, oh, this is nothing. This is nothing. Here we are. I mean. Remember that? I, I was just, I was in Orange County like two weekends ago, I think. Mm -hmm. So I was in California. I mean, but like, I haven't been traveling like the whole year. Like, Yeah, me been... neither. I just went to Charleston um, in October. And that was the first time I had been there since February, which is for me, like the longest I've ever been away from home. <laughs> I'm such an in-person 
person. <laughs> Me too. Like, listen, I would, I would like to be doing this in person. Let's yeah, just put it that sure. way. We have a lot more fun and maybe some champagne. <laughs> oh. That sounds so nice for me, but that never stopped me before. Well, I'm like a martini person. So I like vodka. Yes. That is good too. Have you ever had a French 75? Yes. That's my favorite champagne and vodka. (laughs) There's something good about it. Cause I don't really like mixing vodka with like a juice, but like with champagne, it's okay. And obviously you're in Paris, so you can just do whatever. (laughs) It kind of cuts it, you know? It also like really lowers my stress and anxiety levels, which is great. (laughs) Right. Because, but speaking of real estate, so what is going on? I mean, like, is it still busy? I've been really busy, but mostly busy getting people out of LA. So a lot of people are wanting to move to like Park City, to Aspen, to up to Napa Valley, um, just getting away from the city. So I just, you know spending a lot of time on the phones and luckily those are uh, all markets I'm really familiar with. I used to live in Aspen and my grandfather was from Utah. So um, spent a lot of time out there. And so it's been, you know, uh, interesting, but with Ingle and Volkers, we have shops like all over the world. So it's been really nice, like reaching out to agents and getting referrals and stuff like that. Just trying to keep everybody happy and moving around and, um, you know, in LA, a lot of the schools are locked down, but in Park City, like you could go to school. So a lot of my friends with kids were like, get us out of here. <laughs> and so I've been kind of wow. dealing with all of that. And they're leaving like with no sense I mean, of coming back? No, most of them are keeping their houses here in LA for the moment and just kind of seeing what happened. But for the school year, they definitely wanted to get out and get somewhere where their kids could be kids. I mean, I can't even imagine... trying to zoom quote school and all of that I just I I don't think anybody's really learning anything or being productive in any way (laughs) New York is the same way like people are keeping their apartments probably coming back but like for now leaving yeah and I had a a few people call me from New York actually friends of friends and stuff that wanted to come out here and get you know Montecito or Santa Barbara and it's just you know everybody's just doing the best they can and you just you don't know what's going to happen next and sorry it's still beeping i don't know what it's to do it's so weird well when i was just at orange county all my friends there were like we want you to come and just move here yeah. for like 6 months and i was like uh-huh. i don't know you figured something out um yeah if you if you need a place down there for six months I can definitely help you find something i was like it's like i'm like conflicted it's like part of me wants to and part of me is just like I don't know if the whole, I'm still thinking the whole world is going to be locked down again. I, um. And then I I don't know why, then if in a weird way, it makes sense to stay in New York because we still have delivery in the middle of the night and it still is some level of convenience. Getting things and food and. Yeah. I just, you know, part of me wants to like buy into all the conspiracies and be like, it's all fake. They're just like trying to control us. But, you know, my sister actually got um, COVID and she said it was bad for like three to five days. And then um, it wasn't that bad. But, you know, I mean, she's young and fit. And but the other thing is, is she tested positive for three weeks. So it's still there. I mean, it is definitely real. But I I I actually had it too. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And like, it was weird. Like, same thing. I never really had it bad. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Like, my throat hurt a little bit. It didn't lose taste. But it was like, you were, I was fine. 
But then there were certain days like afterwards where I was like, I'm just so physically exhausted. Like it was the strangest thing. So I was never sick. (laughs) That's what it is. Like I was never sick. Like my throat hurt a little bit. Like I, I did have the bad headaches, but then like two weeks later after the quarantine period, I had yeah. days where I'm like, I feel like I could just drop to the floor and sleep for like six weeks. It was the weirdest feeling. Well, I'm glad you're doing better. <laughs> yeah, but I'm fine and everything is. So you mentioned Salt Lake. Uh, just curious, uh, do, do you like, do you know any of the Salt Lake housewives? Like, yeah, in- I don't. And the whole time I was there, I was in Park City in July, um, looking at property and doing stuff out there and everyone kept asking me and I was like, we don't all know each other (laughs) always. And, um, but I'm definitely interested in seeing that. And I, I don't know how they're going to, if they're, I think they're touching on like the Mormonism and being, you know, uh, what is it? Polyamorous. I can never say that word. Right. But yeah. Having, I, I just, I think it's interesting. And I think people will be interested in the same reason they were interested in watching Charleston. Cause it's like this little, like, cosmosphere of you know like this culture that you've never really seen you know behind the gates so to speak so you know I um actually my grandfather my mom's dad he grew up Mormon but then he joined the air force and then was in world war ii and all of that and never really went back to utah um so he wasn't really practicing so I didn't grow up like knowing much about um, the Mormon faith or, you know, all of that. Because open it, it, marriages or. Yeah. Well, I don't think that, I think open marriages is not a thing. You have to actually be part of the, the unit. So they're not. Okay. Like <laughs> right. Right. But they are, you know, and I, you know, it's just, I think it's, very, it's very interesting. Um, I've always kind of had a fascination with like cults. <laughs> no, I don't think that they would like to be called a cult, but you know, I, I just, I love all of that stuff because you could see how easily it would be to like, sure, I want to like live in this house with all my friends and like have a garden and whatever. <laughs> like it appeals to me on a lot of levels, but then I'm like, oh, but you can never leave this house. So <laughs> Right. Like, but it, yeah, it kind of sounds you know, fun, right? I've always wanted a compound with like all my friends. <laughs> and like, then you're never alone. And I totally. listen. There's and always if, wanting to hang out. <laughs> and if these friends are, you know, you're not in the mood, you just go over here to these other friends. It kind of <laughs> makes sense to me. Yeah. Right. Until the part of like, wait, you can never leave this establishment ever. Yeah. Right. So that gets uh, And honestly, that's such a New York question of mine, like just to assume that you know all the Salt Lake City housewives just because <laughs> this is New York and I'm just picture. I mean, I've, I've been in Salt Lake City before. It's yeah. pretty- but I'm just assuming everywhere in the world is very small and everyone knows everyone, which is very obnoxious. For me, I feel like everyone in New York knows everyone because I, you know, growing up, we spent a lot of time up there. My mom, before she had, you know, was doomed with children, as she always says. (laughs) She lived in New York and loved it. And, you know, so many of my friends all like went to the same schools up there. And I feel like New York is really a small town if you're in this little... It is. Group. <laughs> it is. Like poor Ivanka just got destroyed by her friends from school. I don't know if you saw that Vanity Fair article, but. No, know, tell me about it. close and your enemy's closer. <laughs> what did they say? Vanity Fair is just like, let's go reach out to Ivanka's high school or college. Yeah, I guess this was a girl who, I don't know if she was at Cho or which school she was at with her, but I mean, she was like a bridesmaid in her wedding and basically just wrote this like tell all saying what a horrible person she is. And it was just, I don't know. It's like, are you doing that to 
up your spotlight or do you really have these convictions that she is a horrible person and and then she brought up all the like waspiness like I'm tired of being a good wasp and staying quiet and I mean I related to a lot of things in that article but at the same time I just would never like I all my childhood friends is like that's such a precious relationship to me and like of course some of them we've grown apart and have different points of view and whatever but I would never go to the press and be like you know but I get it she's the president's daughter and you have to just you're gonna get nailed from all angles <laughs> I always feel I mean I just again it's maybe it's because I'm from New York and I'm just a cynical I have a yeah. cynical view of the world I'm very happy love my life I just have a cynical view of the world that yeah. people do things for their own reasons for their yeah. own betterment that's just my opinion well, you know, I mean, <laughs> to bring it back to Southern Charm, look at what Catherine tried to do to Cameron. And, you know, it's just what what motivates that? I just can't connect or understand. Or I just, I'm like, I'm still so, like, defensive. I see stuff on social media, people, like, saying mean things about Shep or Craig or whatever, and I get so defensive. I'm like, you don't even know them. And I don't know. It, oh, it, we're going to talk about Southern Charm. Don't but- get to me. <laughs> So you like never had any high school friends like after you were on the show come out and say anything about you or anything like that. Like I went to high school with her way back. (laughs) No, I haven't. I've been, you know, pretty lucky. And I, when I was actually in high school though, like freshman and sophomore year, the older girls like rolled my house or stuff like that. Cause I, you know, was like dating some boy that they liked or something silly and petty like that. But even then I think they like apologized to my mom because they like destroyed the front yard or, you know, it just was never um, that malicious. And then once someone did see your feelings were actually hurt, there was like an immediate apologies, you know, it wasn't, I didn't grow up in this like cutthroat, tough world, you know, and I would never purposely like set out to try to destroy someone. (laughs) Charleston just does seem like so nice. Like, yeah, it is. It's a real lovely community and it's been really sweet seeing everyone come together and, you know, I mean, so many, when I was there, King Street, like a lot of the shops are very mom and pop. We don't have like a lot of huge, like, we don't even have a big department store like a Neiman's or a Saks or, you know, rest in peace, Barney's. <laughs> but, oh my, don't even get me started. I have, I am mourning. There's a Barney's in New York. There was the, the one downtown in Chelsea was three blocks yeah. from my house. And it was I've been like, there. It's beautiful. Or was, or I don't know. Is it all boarded up and done? I know you guys think that all I talk about is my summer of health and wellness in the Hamptons, but listen, it's going well. And one thing that has really set me on my path to health and wellness and really losing the weight that I had put on during COVID is Aura Organics So Lean So Clean. So Lean So Clean is a clean plant-based protein powder made from organic ingredients. I personally use it after I work out every morning. I go at the crack of dawn, 5.30 a.m. because I get so busy with this podcast, I have no other time to work out. And if you love making protein packed smoothies and snacks, So Lean So Clean is literally the best thing on the market. It's clean, it's vegan, there's nothing artificial, but what do we really care about? The taste. The taste and the texture are so unbelievable. Now they have like vanilla chocolate, but I'm telling you the vanilla chai is just so freaking out of this world. But don't take my word for it. They have over 10,000, that's 10,000, five-star reviews. If you're not happy for any reason within 60 days, you get a full refund. No questions asked. 
your money is sent back. So why, what are you waiting for? You get 30% off your first subscription when you text ROPE to 64000. Text ROPE to 64000 and get 30% off your first subscription. That's ROPE to 64000. Message and data rates apply. Terms apply, which are available at Aura Organic slash terms. You know, everyone always asks me like how I deal with the internet trolls, like all the listeners who have something to say about the housewives and leave negative comments all day on Instagram. Listen, I have to tell you, I'm really serious when I say that the comments don't bother me at all. And the only reason why is because I've worked on my mental health. I mean, mental and physical health, there's really nothing more important because when you work on yourself and you have that clear mind, Nothing can bother you. You're comfortable. You're happy inside. And the long-term effects of therapy and working on your mental health really can help strengthen your relationships and give you a more positive outlook on life. And for my mental health, I've turned to Talkspace because, listen, first of all, it's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. But really, I love that I can reach out to my therapist and get my therapy and work on myself from anywhere in the world. You don't have to wait for an appointment or go into an office. And their licensed therapists are trained to handle just a variety of specialties. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code VELVET to get $100 off your first month. That's VELVET and Talkspace.com. It's all boarded up and done. And Fred's is one of the best places to go have brunch. Like, I'm just like, I am in denial over Barney's. So... Well, you know, it's just a, another casualty of all of this craziness. But also, I think they didn't ha- uh I mean, retail was, was already dying. They should, had a decade to diversify their real estate holdings, and they didn't really do that. So totally. you can't expect... You, you do it some sometimes have to reinvent the wheel <laughs> it's yeah I mean it's strange so you so you watched the current season of Southern Charm yeah yeah I've been been watching for sure I think it's I think it's really it, it's great and exciting and you know I've known Leva for a really long time and I think it's awesome you know we always wanted her to be on the show and be more involved we've filmed at her location since the beginning and Lamar is so awesome her husband and um, I haven't met their little baby yet but he's just so cute um he's like okay do you know that there's literally articles written about him no <laughs> about how Lamar Jr. is like a scene is, is a scene stealer he is really cute and I <laughs> I'm not a children person, but he's so cute. He is really cute. And, um, but yeah, man, she's got her hands full. And I just think it's really nice that they are, you know, forget about the diversity stuff, which is obviously amazing. But I just am really glad to see them show like women working and like she is really like hustling it every day. And she's able to like have her husband and her baby and her mom and sisters. And like, that's... I always wanted to be like portrayed more that way, but for whatever reason, they didn't want to show the dynamic of me working and it worked better that I was just like waiting around for a husband, which was so not the case. <laughs> were you like, so you really thought like, were you, were you shocked? Like when that was your edit at first, making you like, kind of like a, I really want a husband and this is my purpose here. I mean, I wasn't, it was more kind of just like, I mean, I hate to say like hurt my feelings, but I was like, gosh, do they really just think that I'm just like some dumb girl and not like don't have any direction or thing? I mean, I was going through a really hard time at that stage. I just gotten divorced, just moved home. I was already feeling very defeated 
and the fact that like they made the storyline that the only thing that would make me whole again is to get remarried and you know I've been divorced for six or seven years still like no intentions to get married again and it's just I think that there is a lot of life to be lived I mean I have a boyfriend now we're super happy but I'm not like trying to like race to the altar or get you know I want to just continue being happy and doing these things and I feel like you know, a uh, marriage can complicate that a lot. You know, it's, it's sort of like a long was... quarantine. You start feeling like, like I can never leave this person. So then you want to leave that person. Um, actually we were at, there's this little restaurant called the golden bull, which is like very random in Santa Monica. And we had dinner there like two nights ago and Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn were there. And so of course I was like, they're just like my favorite ever. And you know, they've never gotten married. They've been together for like 40 or 50 years or something crazy. And I think that's kind of what kept them together. You never felt the need to leave. Like you look at like, I remember reading about like Brad and Angelina and they're like, we're never getting married. And then they get married and they're immediately divorced. You know, I think that does something to you mentally when you're like, I am now forever with this person. But it's also like, I believe in marriage and I think it's beautiful and wonderful. And especially if children are involved, I think it's, good for everyone's like mental state to be to feel like wanted and part of a family (laughs) i well i would agree with a lot of that i'm not so sure (laughs) marriage is probably not for me i totally agree i always say like i'd like to goldie and kurt it that's just the way i don't (laughs) i don't believe in that i just don't believe in it for me it's not I don't understand. Like if you're going to be with someone forever, why do you need that? that? (laughs) Do that. You don't have to like involve the States and like, (laughs) I don't know. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what you think. You're going to change the world. You're so in love. Let me tell you something. When it ends, it is a blood bath. It, it is, is a bloodbath. I went through it. And I, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons I don't think I could ever get married again. Cause I just, I think another divorce would actually kill me. <laughs> it ain't but never, I don't care who you are, what you think. You're such a nice person. You will want to destroy the person. Or if you don't, they're going to want to destroy you and you're going to have no choice, yeah. but to lawyer up. Yeah. Yeah. What were you sitting near Goldie and Kurt? Yeah. <laughs> like right next to them? Yeah, my boyfriend was so embarrassed. He was like, can you stop? I was like, no, but like... I really no, like, not like with I Goldie Hawn. Starstruck, really, like, don't really care. You know, it's like, I am normally would just introduce myself or whatever. A lot of times people come up to me because they watch the show and I'm like, oh my gosh, like so-and-so just like, they know about me and that's crazy. <laughs> but for them, I just, when I lived in Aspen, I would see them all the time, like, they're just the cutest. And also, you know, growing up in the 80s, I mean, Goldie Hawn was queen. I mean, Overboard, Private Benjamin, uh, what was it, Bird on a Wire, that one. <laughs> Do you remember that one? They're all, They're all did so you, good. did you, like, could they tell, like, I, it must be weird, like, when you're gold, like, when people sit next to you, you must know that they're having a moment. Sweet, and they obviously are, like, regulars there, too, because the whole staff was like, hey, you know, it was, it's also just, like, a very chill, laid-back restaurant. If you're ever in town, I'll definitely take you to the Golden Bowl. And they've done this amazing build-out because of COVID, so they took over the parking lot and, like, built out a whole deck. So that's basically where everyone's been hanging out, because it's one of the only places that is, like, truly COVID okay. <laughs> yeah. Like when I was just there, I was like, well, I should go up to LA, but it was, it's, it was too yeah. rushed. I literally was there in the OC for four days. Like, yeah. <gasps> did you talk to Goldie and Kurt? No, I didn't want to like totally fangirl out and like ruin their dinner. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's that's a good one. Um, I mean, Goldie Hawn is an icon. Did they seem? Did you? See, did they leave before you? Well, yeah, they did leave before me, and and again, just say you know, so just lovely to the staff, and they obviously all knew them, and just you know. Did you they, see if they left a good tip? No, I, I'm sure that they did. I, I you know. <laughs> you see how shady I can be at times. Yeah. No, I'm sure they did. Wait, and you've had you've had like famous people come up to you and recognize you from Southern Charm. Yeah, <laughs> like who? Uh, the one that I was most flattered by was Larry David, and Larry David said I was funny. I was like, I'm not gonna faint. <laughs> but his girlfriend actually worked on—I forget which season—but she helped produce a season of the show, um, and she's super cool. And uh, Shep knew her through something, and you know, we're all sort of interconnected. And then I actually ran into them at the premiere of, um, you know, Danny McBride, who's in, um, he, they did the gemstones. He's moved his whole production company to Charleston. So when oh, wow. we, for the gemstones out here in LA, we, that's, I, every, you know, Whitney and Shep were all there. And that's when I ran into to David and Ashley and he was like, and yeah, you're Larry funny. David like, knew you. Else heard this, right? Larry David just said, I'm funny. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a big yeah. <laughs> endorsement. Well, was was Dawson's Creek there, or was that somewhere else? It was in um, Wilmington, which is North okay. Carolina, which is a little bit north. But I know that they're filming Outer Banks in Charleston right now, which um, everyone was super excited about. And you know, we're just so happy to have these huge productions coming to Charleston and the South Carolina. I think it's the Board of Filming or whatever the film association is. You know, they've really stepped up with the you know tax rebates and all kinds of stuff. So. You know, we love any kind of productions coming to town and it's such a beautiful city and, you know, there's, there's just so much history. You can either film downtown and do something old and historic or you can go out and into the, you know, kind of, I hate to say backwoods, but like 20 minutes outside of town and it is, it could be just anywhere USA and so. It brings good money into the town. Totally. And, and it brings good people into the town and it's just, it's really fun. It's, it's a creative city just kind of by nature. So to have more creative types there is really lovely. And you guys wanted Leva on the show like for We've years. wanted her on the show since like day one. And I think obviously she's protective of her marriage, which rightly so, you know, cause all that they're going to do is sort of try to make you create drama. <laughs> and at the kind time they were just maybe dating or had just gotten married. And so I think she made the right decision then to like not get involved. But I think right now is just the perfect time for her to be on it. And she's just such a strong woman and just such a badass. I mean, so- she kept saying no in the beginning. Well, I don't know the exact conversations that happened, but, you know, we would always, like, invite her to stuff when we were filming or this, you know, we'd be filming at her venues and locations, and she, you know, was absent from camera. So I think that was very wise then, but I think she, you know, has a lot to say and a lot to bring to the table and a really interesting point of view of growing up in this little tiny town and what it was like for her. Are her places really like the hot spots? In- totally, absolutely. And, you know, with all of Lamar's friends and they've got, you know, all the athletes and people coming through the door. And so, I mean, everything they do is, they're like, everything that they do brings like a city vibe to Charleston. So they're sort of like the New York, LA club scene in Charleston. <laughs> you know, it's like the only place you can get bottle service or, you know, stuff like that that, Charleston's like a college town bar or a bunch of like retirees and this gives it kind of a little bit of a 
a chicer cachet. <laughs> yeah, like when I saw that on the show, I was like, oh, bottle service in Charleston. Like, yeah. That's, <laughs> like, that's kind of impressive. Yeah, and it was just fun. You know, girls with sparklers and champagne never goes out of style. <laughs> no. I mean, do you think part of her getting cast, like, was the diversity? You know, like this, because Bravo is going through this. I mean, the world is going through this yeah. now. Um, I'm sure definitely it weighed into it, but I think that she was already filming and doing stuff before, you know, there were, before things, you know, got Back to where they are. Well, and she's really good friends with Cam. I mean, I think yeah, she was supposed to come on as yeah. Cam's friend. Right. And, I, you know, she, they, they're playing flashback scenes where she was there, you know, here and there. She went by Cameron's house and, you know, stuff like that. So she's definitely always been around and is truly, you know, one of our good friends. I mean, I am here for the diversity. I think it's, I mean, is, is Charleston, just because I don't know, like, is Charleston a diverse city or is it not? For the South, yeah, very much so, especially as far as like the gay community, um, again, because it is so sort of like artsy and, you know, my, I was at College of Charleston, my freshman year was 1999 and, you know, if you were sort of gay or lesbian in the South, you ended up sort of in Charleston or in Atlanta, you know, the Midtown area, um, but, you know, if I just feel like it's always been very tolerant, even from the beginning, because it was a, a shipping community. It was just always had like an influx of multiple people. I mean, I studied historic preservation of architecture, so I can literally walk down the street and be like, this was built by the French. This was built by the Scottish. This is, and they're all coexisting on the same little block. And Wow. What about like black, like are there like a lot of black families in Charleston? Again, I just, I have no agenda in asking. I just literally don't know. You know, I mean, there's a lot of black families there because they were descendants of slaves and their families have stayed there. I mean, the same with pretty much anywhere in the South. I mean, there's a large African-American community. Um, There's even uh, a little like subset of that called Geechee, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but I really... I, I really, uh, I love and admire this, the Geechee people and they still kind of keep to themselves. Like, I don't know if you are aware of like Charleston sweetgrass baskets, but they're like, no, can't look them up. It's really neat, but it's like, it's an art from, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago and they weave all of these baskets by hand. And so a lot of these crafts that have always been around, the Geechee people are keeping alive and still doing. And my favorite grits are called Geechee Boy Grits, <laughs> which I guess wow. now they're going to change the name because it's insensitive or, you know, all of that. But I also think if you start erasing all of these names and then like, you've never heard of Geechee. And so then no one ever will hear of it. And then I think you're sort of doing a disservice by erasing everything. Um, Cause the biggest mistake you can make in history is I, to make it repeat itself is to not learn about the horrors and the atrocities of what happened before. So, I mean, I definitely remember in middle school learning about slavery and, you know, there was a lot of African-American kids in my class and from a young age, could pick up on that herd and knew having those conversations in class. And I can't imagine not having those conversations. You wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to feel the empathy or the thing. And I would have just been oblivious to a huge part of American history. Yeah. I I would agree with all of that. I think you need to have these uncomfortable conversations and start having them at a young age. Yeah. 
I I would agree with that. I'm just loving Leva and Lamar on the show, though. Just, I mean, for the diversity aspect, yes, I think they bring a lot. And, I mean, she's also Persian, so, like, that's bringing, you know, I mean, it's just, it's it's a great fit. And they're just, they're they're interesting, and their son steals the scenes. (laughs) But I think she was originally supposed to come on because she's really good friends with Cam. At least that's what I read. Mm -hmm. So on that note, are you feeling the loss of Cam as much as I am? Yeah, I mean, she, you know, she narrated the show. She sort of kept everyone in line. And I think, um, I do think she made the right decision, though, and just focusing on her daughter and her family. And, you know, it's also kind of really, I hate to say gone downhill, because I don't think the show's gone downhill. It's just, it's gotten a little bit, like, the whole thing with, with Danny and STDs. And, like, what is that? That's just not necessary. It's gross. It's not does anyone like learn or grow or is there anything interesting that came from that? No, I feel like it's just another person trying to get camera time and by you're doing that by hurting someone else. So that doesn't uplift anyone. It just drags everybody down and you want to do something, especially, you know, as Cameron being a mom now, you want to do something that if your daughter does watch those reruns or look back can always be proud of her mother. And I think that Cameron felt like she was doing stuff that, um, maybe her daughter would look back on and not be proud of. Yeah, I, I think so. And like, I, there was some interview she did where she's like, look, I've been on reality TV forever. I mean, okay. she was on the real world, New Orleans, really? you know, and she's like, you need to bring drama to stay on. Uh, that's how it works. And yeah. I just am not willing to ruin like my actual relationships. Yeah. I mean, she's always kept Jason far away and I mean he wanted to stay far away as well I mean it's hard to respect your doctor if he's on like some reality show and like throwing cocktails you're like do I really want this man like putting me under (laughs) kind of yeah (laughs) so you know um but at some point I think she would do another incarnation of something but something that's like sweet and uplifting and helps people to feel better. I think everyone's so beaten down right now. You don't really need something else weighing you down. But if we could find a way to do a show that was, you know, like helping people, then great. Like I loved that like operation home where it would go in and help people like that didn't have the means and, you know, getting them housing and stuff like that. Something that's like, you know, beautiful and uplifting. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I think, I do think there's like a change in reality TV now because just in terms of like what's getting high ratings i think people want to see more of an inspirational show that's sure. just me yeah do you think cam left though for other reasons or do you think it was because of these rumors that were going around about jason um i think she had actually had left before those rumors started and i think that's why Catherine thought that it, she it would be fine for her to take a shot because she wasn't going to have to actually answer to it with cam but um obviously we're all very super close and i'm sure craig called her like the second after that was filming and was like hey Catherine just said all of this on camera and it's just it's it's just vile but i don't put anything by Catherine. i mean she'll do anything to stay relevant and in the limelight she's hasn't really created any sort of life for herself outside of the show and when your whole life is wrapped up in that, then you have to always bring the drama and bring all of this, even if it means like destroying other people. She doesn't care. 
Because that's when it's like, it's not even for the show. Like, she's not on it anymore. Like, you didn't need to bring this up. No. No one else has brought this up. It doesn't no. need to be a storyline because she's physically not on the show. So that's why I think she did it was to make herself relevant. And she knew she would never have to go face to face with Cam and answering any of those allegations. And that's the thing. You see Leva right in the beginning shut that shit down. Yeah. She's I mean, I like, know that, like the show must go on, but if I was still on, I'd be like, I'm never filming with Catherine again. Like what she did is despicable. And so it's kind of annoying to still see like Danny and Madison and everyone like hanging around with Catherine. I'm like, you guys are just going to like let that fly just because she's going to come after you next. So just, just be, just be ready. Like you really think she'll do anything to stay on the show. She had two children to be on a show. Kind of. <laughs> I mean. And then she wants to act shocked about Thomas having a third child. She's like, I had no idea. And then she's like, but I did find a positive pregnancy test. And I'm like, so you did know. And you're, you just, I don't know. It's just so contradicting and ridiculous. I mean, but yet the strange thing to me is like, like Shep, like the boys seem to not mind her. Because they've all slept with her. So they feel like too mean to... <laughs> But that was so long ago. I don't know. They just. You know, that's the thing. Boys can just be boys. And that was another problem with the show. It's like, if I did the same things that they were doing, it's like, I'm some sort of horrible person or I'm this or that. But like the boys can still do whatever, which is, you know, that's just how things are. And I think everyone wants to like be this feminist and do this and be like, oh, I can do whatever. Well, like. You can, but you're still, people aren't involved enough yet to not get some sort of reputation or have some sort of backlash from it, you know? Right. Like if the girls were doing what, like Craig and Austin Pryor in his single ears yeah. were doing. Yeah. Do you miss the other girls on it? Like Naomi, Chelsea, Eliza? Like, did you know them? Um, I was never close with Chelsea and I'm still sort of annoyed about her whole like girl code thing. And I just, again, that was someone who I felt like you were like friendly. And then she came after me. I don't know if it was to build her part or whatever, but like literally don't care if I ever see her again. (laughs) And then Naomi I've known forever and she's just the sweetest little doll. And I'm so happy that um, she's so happy and in a great relationship. And I think they might be moving to New York. He just got um, oh, wow. a job up there. So working in the hospitals, which I'm sure is a crazy place to be right now. So I don't know their schedule for moving or whatnot, but also, you know, her online shop has really taken off and she's been super successful with that, which is awesome. I support and get some lovely clothes from there all the time. And, um, but yeah, Naomi, I mean, she'll, she will always be a part of my life. I love her very much. <laughs> and like more power to someone who leaves after a short they period of time. Sure. Um, but she always like, you know, they kind of had her pigeonholed as like Craig's girlfriend. And then when she came back, it was like, now she's like anti-Craig. And I don't think she ever really felt that she was against Craig or anti-Craig. She was just like pro for herself at that time. And, you know, they were really young when they started dating. And then you add a camera crew and all of that drama to it. And, um, you know, also at the time, Craig was like literally not doing anything. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm really glad he got it together and his pillow business is booming. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's also like a testament to just following your heart and being true to yourself. Like he really loves 
fashion and clothing and sewing. And I'm just, you know, happy that he's found his place. And, you know, I think that's what Craig and Naomi bonded over kind of in the beginning, because she really loves fashion and all of that as well. But it's hard when she was such a go-getter, like she was in school getting her master's and he's sleeping till noon. And it's just, they were in different places that, you know. Are you shocked at how far his pillow business has come? No, I'm not shocked at all. Cause I knew if he just did it, he would, it would be a huge success. And I love, he did a uh, collaboration with Thomasville and I worked with them a long time ago. They're up in Hickory, North Carolina. And there's a big, it's called high point market. And um, when I worked for the little Island where I grew up, Sea Island, I worked on like refurbishing um, when they did the remodel for the hotel. And so I worked with Thomasville a little bit then, but that was gosh, 10 or 15 years ago, probably more than that now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, again, it's just sort of using your network, using the power of Bravo and um, social media. And I know he's already sold out of his holiday collection twice. Wow. <laughs> and so I think they're trying to get that restocked. But, you know, also, it's just a fun, it's a fun little gift. I think it's like 50 or $60. And, you know, the same with like Patricia's caftans. And, you know, I've got one with my dog on it. And um I will treasure that for all, always, but I know that she's, I think, had to pull that back because they couldn't get the sourcing from India because of all the crazy COVID stuff. So that's another little casualty wow. COVID, but hopefully she'll be able to bring it back one day because I know that made everybody really, really happy with her line. And then it, now she's on QVC and I haven't seen that whole collection yet, but you know, people are loving it. I see all the little Instagrams of everybody buying it. And I mean, like the power of Bravo, that obviously doesn't hurt. A side no, business. It's huge. Um, but like more power to Craig or like Patricia for knowing to totally, do something that totally, yeah. being on TV won't last forever. No. What about Naomi? Do like Naomi and Craig talk anymore? Or I don't know. I'm sure, you know, Charleston's such a small town, you're bound to bump into each other here and there and whatnot. But I don't, you know, I think they're and- both living their lives <laughs> and eliza you were never close to eliza oh eliza and i are super super close oh. like a little sister um she actually cameron and i both were just at her baby shower um last month when i was in charleston and um she's having a little boy which is so oh, exciting wow. and um but yeah no eliza's like a cousin i mean they're, we're not actually cousins <laughs> but you know i mean she's she's family and i love her mom so much and i just yeah eliza's Liza's. She's another one, like knowing to leave before your time, like good for her. Because they, you know, again, wanted to get into her family history and stuff and try to sort of divide and conquer, so to speak. And she was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm very protective of my family. And, you know, the Limehouses have, have been in Charleston since the beginning. (laughs) And, um, you know, at some point you have to weigh the pros and cons. And a lot of times there's more cons than pros. Same with Thomas. I was surprised to see him make a cameo this season, but you know. I don't think we're ever not going to see Thomas because I was shocked to see him too. I was like, what? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know he was going to be on it. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> um, but you know, I don't know. And you think Catherine like knew that he got someone pregnant? Like, they, I mean, when she acted like surprised, like was she... Yeah, but then I just watched the episode and she acted surprised. And then 10 seconds later was like, but I saw a positive pregnancy test. Yeah. So like, give me a break. You knew something, you know, but also I do think it's kind of, I think Thomas should have had the guts to sit down and 
say what was going on. But at the same time, he doesn't really, I guess he didn't feel he owed that to her or needed to do that to her. I mean, Thomas has been very supportive of Catherine, you know, whether she wants to admit it or not, but maybe not so much emotionally supportive, but definitely financially supportive of the children and her. And that's why she was living there. She didn't have anywhere else to live. And he just somehow seems to be able to put up with her crazy. I mean, like, they're not together, but he has some threshold for it. But a lot of, you look past a lot of things when there's children involved, and he loves his kids very, very much. You talk to him a lot, or? I don't. uh, It was just one of those things when, like, kind of clearing my head space and getting away from the whole show thing, and I just... You know, I talked to him when I was in Charleston. He's living in Aiken now, so he's not even there. But I just called to say hi, actually, after I left Eliza's baby shower. And, you know, Thomas is always will have a special place in my heart, but I don't need that drama in my life on the daily basis. And um, But, yeah, he's had another little boy and he's excited about that. (laughs) That's exciting. What about, like, have you talked to Cam about, like, I don't know, like, if I left a show and now you're still talking about me, I wouldn't be thrilled. No. Um, but I think that has to be expected a little bit. Like, last season, they ended the whole show with a photo of Ashley and I. I haven't been on, been on it in three seasons. I actually, like, called them. I was like, guys, what do you, like, if you're going to use me to, like, drag storyline, like, maybe at least ask me <laughs> or somehow, like, I don't know. That was just kind of like, what are you doing? Why am I, I've you know, literally moved away to not be involved and you're still kind of... You, like, literally texted the producers and you're like, what the fuck? Pretty much. Or you could have said, you know... Literally no one answered or replied or, you know, they replied and they're like, uh, uh, and I was like, come on. You should have said, listen, if you want to use a picture of me, it's, you know, $1,000 per shot or something to that Yeah, but then it gets all, like, I don't want to be in this like a la carte world of how they're going to, you know, it's one of those things you're either in or you're out. There's no like, Oh, I'm just going to like drop by and say, Hey, and it's like you drop by and say, Hey, and you've opened Pandora's box to be a punching bag or to be a this or to be a that. And it's just, you know, isn't it funny how it works? Like, I mean, just like for people that are not close to reality TV, how like you just, you're living your life. You're not even in the same state or any state they're close to there. And there you are. The other side of the country. <laughs> Were you like watching it in real time? Like in no, I, di- I didn't watch it. Someone uh, called and told me about it. And they were like, oh, are you back on? Are you going to do the next season? And I was like, I haven't, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, well, they ended this season with a photo of you and Ashley. And I was like, really? Did they? <laughs> and so then I pulled it up and saw it. And I was like, wow, they really did do that. So you're like, what the hell? Yeah. But at the same time, like I would be... I mean, I'm just not there. You have to be there on a daily basis to like do the show. And I would be like open to doing stuff. And, but it just, again, if you're, you're either all in or you're out, it doesn't really make sense to just like dip a toe in. <laughs> and you're not moving back to Charleston. So that's not going to I mean, happen. I, I go back and forth all the time. I've been there while they were filming, but I definitely don't like let anyone know that I'm there. <laughs> and especially the last few years, because I had a seven year contract with them and only fulfilled about five or something so technically if I was in town they could have told well you're under contract so I just 
been very quiet. And that's part of why Cameron, her contract had expired too. And she didn't choose to renew it because they don't just, it's not just like one year. It's like now sign up for the next decade. And you're like, I just, I don't know what's going to happen in the next decade. Right. Right. Like once you're on and you're a hit in the audience, falls in love with you or is invested they want you you know it's kind of like sign up for 10 years and when we're done with you we will ask you to leave but you can't leave without on your own yeah so yeah. to speak mm-hmm. so it was just it was uh, it was a breaking point a, a way to go separate ways and I think you know besides the rumors from Catherine I think she left on a happy high note and left at the exact right time when you're home and you're like trying to lay low, are you ever invited to things? I mean, like, do you have to say to, like, Shep, like, okay, yeah, I'll have drinks with you, but, like, are there cameras? Like, do you have to go through Oh, no, he knows, he he would know not, he would never, like, surprise me with cameras. Right. (laughs) And we used to, too, because, you know, when you, like, call each other on the phone, like, while they're filming? Because sometimes people would call and not say they're filming, so we would always call and be like, we're filming, like, it's cameras rolling high. (laughs) And so it's like... Or I would text him before and I'm like, oh, I'm filming at my house and they want me to call you right now. And he'd be like, okay. Because I would never, I mean, again, he's like my friend before he's my like co-star or whatever. Right. <laughs> so, but like, what if you're home and like there's a huge party and like you really want to go to it? Like, does that ever happen where you're like, I want to go honest, to it? when they're filming, the parties are not that much fun because you I can't know. have music. You can't have, you know, what happens is everyone gets like overserved and agitated and that's when the drama happens. It's not because it's like, like, we have really fun parties in Charleston, but it's impossible to film them. <laughs> I'm so. sure. And, like, you can't really get close to a lot of the people because there's 8,000 camera people around them anyway. Yeah, well, also, it's like, hey, don't you want to, like, go talk to Catherine right now about what she said to you? And you're like, no, I don't ever want to talk to her, but I understand that I need to talk to her. So, yes, I will. Right. But, you know, um, but it's not, I don't want to sound like it's like contrived or not real because I think it is very real and all of these emotions are very real and the storylines are all true. I mean, there's, you know, nothing is like made up or false or right. anything like that, um, except the rumors that Catherine likes to spread. Those are all false. <laughs> um, but other than that, it really is, it's all, it's all very real. It is. I mean, other than the fact like when you're like ghost go have breakfast with this person. You're like, in the real world, I would never speak to this person again because I hate them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's still not fake. It's just like situationally, they're putting you in a situation. Yeah. So when you saw yourself and you wrote to producers, they just wrote back and they're just like, "Uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Talk talk to a different producer, not me, not my thing. No, I I talked to like the head of the production company and I talked to the the woman in charge of Bravo. And I wasn't like, I was just like, Hey, if this is like an avenue you're going to go, like at least let me be involved in whatever story you're going to tell about me. Don't just, you know. Right. (laughs) What about our new friend that we see John Pringle? He, I just met him for the first time. Um, He actually was at Georgia with Chef and my sister went to University of Georgia too. So I'm surprised that we just now met. And actually we found out we used to live down the street from each other in Atlanta when we were growing up um, in in Buckhead. So it was kind of funny. So we've kind of been in each other's lives our whole lives and just never really knew it. But um, his sister is really the funny one. I sat next to her at um, his birthday dinner and she is a riot. I hope that 
she's on more. <laughs> so wait, so you just went when you were home in South Carolina, you went to his birthday dinner? Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? Was it was everyone there? Like Shep, Craig, all? Shep, Craig, Austin, Taylor. Um, I'm trying to think about, I think that was sort of it. But yeah, it was really fun. Madison? No, she wasn't there. <laughs> How come? Um, I don't know. I didn't ask. Okay, just, I don't just like curious. to get involved in people's relationships. I'm not like, so Austin, where's Madison? <laughs> like, um, and now seeing, like, I didn't know that there was like a little love triangle, so to speak. So I'm really glad I didn't bring it up now. <laughs> How was John's birthday? His, his sister is kind of funny. She is kind of that. Yeah. Oh man. She had me in stitches at dinner. And I just think like, I grew up with all sisters. So it, it's always nice, like, I think girls that, like, grew up with boys are just, like, always more, like, down to earth and chill, and just, like, she was just really, really funny about the boys. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of here for John Pringle also. I'm kind of yeah, loving the new... super cute and fun, and um, I think everyone has, like, a soft spot for a single dad and <laughs> all of that, so, um, and again, he is, you know, actual Charleston family lineage and um, all, all that good stuff. I mean, but really out of all, like, there's so many, I understand your, I mean, aren't there plenty of blonde girls in Charleston? Like, I get <laughs> that that's your type. Yeah. But like, you have to go after Madison. Madison's really fun. <laughs> she seems fun, but yeah. still, but John is, I mean, John is very cute. I will give him. Yeah. They have found a great new cast member here. They really, really, they, they have. He's great. And I think he'll be around for a long time. So what do you think of, speaking of Madison, so she's a lot of fun. What do you think of Madison and Austin, even though you don't like to get meddle in other people's relationships? Because um, everyone else seems to have an opinion. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they have very strong opinions. Um, I don't know. I, um, I, I just want everyone to be happy. I, I haven't, to be honest, I've never been around them together as a couple. So I don't even really? know what that's like. So I've known Madison, you know, my sister um, does hair as well and has a salon and Madison used to do my hair and makeup all the time for the show, but I knew her like way before the show even started. So um, she's always just been like, just great and had a lot of fun energy and, you know, and her son is another one, kind of a scene stealer. So cute, really cute. Um, I was actually a little bit surprised to see him on the show because I, I just am always so like weary of the children and like, is this the right decision to have kids on a reality show? And like, what's that? What's it going to do to them later? I don't like. I know when I was younger, I used to model a lot, like you know, like ten, like probably eight to 12. And like Macy's was in Atlanta then. And so I would always be in like the Sunday papers for the like Macy's, you know, back to school and like modeling the little clothes. And even that, then kids would come up to me at school and be like, I saw you in the paper, you know, and it always made me feel like weird and uncomfortable, but I loved being on set when I was little. So, you know, it's like, I, to this day, still love photography and all of that. And that's from getting to be around it at such a young age, but there was no drama, but I definitely back at school, kids would say stuff and do stuff and it always made me feel really uncomfortable. Would so, they like make fun of you because of they it? They would make fun of me, but it just, I was like, that's just like, like you go to soccer practice and I go. Yeah. <laughs> like it just, like in my mind, that was my after school activity. I never thought of it any differently than just, yeah, it was just fun. I mean, and, kids could be mean. That's the only reason I ask. 
Yeah. And I think, I don't know if they, but again, I wasn't like opening up our family story on television and, um, you know, reality TV wasn't, this is pre OJ and all yeah, that. This <laughs> is reality going TV back. As we were watching like little house on the prairie or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, but it definitely, you know, you just gotta check in on those babies and make sure you're, that they can, they can handle it. And yeah. And it's I, like on camera forever. Don't couldn't handle it. So I don't know how, you know, I wonder if Madison wasn't at John's birthday though for any particular reason like that we're seeing. You know, now that I'm seeing that, there's probably a reason. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I can't speak to that. I don't know. But I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, who has the balls to sit in someone's house and say, oh, by the way, I am really interested in your girlfriend. Like, if it ever doesn't work out. how wasted these guys get. <laughs> like, next level. And also, I think John just doesn't really care. He doesn't. He does not care. Or he's even like kind of like sort of taunting and teasing. It's like Shep will do that. Like he's like, oh, I found what annoys you and I'm going to do it until you freak out. <laughs> so, Who but. gets the most? I mean, we've I've seen the show, but like in yeah. real life, because it's hard to tell who gets the most wasted, Shep, Austin, or Craig? I don't know. God, that is a real runoff. They also can all hold their liquor very well. They so, seem like they could hold like, their liquor. They can really, like, for Craig, he, like, left a, the boys' night out early or something. Like, he must have really had a big night the night before because they, they can hang. <laughs> and so I was, like, seeing Craig so hungover. I was like, wow, big one. <laughs> they see, I mean, well, like, they're all, they're also, I don't know about John, but, like, the other. really tall. Like, I was just going to say, they're so tall in yeah. real life. They seem like they could hold their liquor. And also, that's just like a very Southern thing. Like you just, we drink a lot. Like it is, it's just as, it's just how we do everything. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I am okay with that. Yeah, I am too. But like as a woman, woman I've seen some of the like older women that have partied hard and drink a lot and all that. And like, it's not such a good look once you get into like your seventies. Like Patricia's always there drinking and everything and looks fabulous, but I'm like, she's not really drinking all those martinis, <laughs> you know? It's like, she'll have like a sip or two, you know? She's not like lying around like a lush all day, which, you know, well, trap to fall into. Have you ever seen Patricia like just blitzed drunk? No, never. I think that would be so much fun. Yeah. Well, you know, also they, you know, she kind of comes from a different era as well, where it's like people didn't get wasted like that. You just sort of sipped all night, you know, like my mom never really gets drunk, but she'll drink all day. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you talk about that, but like, have you ever watched New York Housewives? Like, well, I think, I think also that's just like a little bit of the New York, like, I don't know. <laughs> We'd like to get pretty drunk here too. Yeah, but it gets, it escalates quickly and everyone's like fighting. Like we don't, we're not I mean, like fighters. You guys do not fight. It's like, it's like verbal war. <laughs> well, Tinsley Mortimer is from mm -hmm. down there. Yeah, I know her sister Dabney really well. We're the same age and so i've known her for forever what's she like do you know dale do you know the icon that is dale mercer <laughs> her mother i have never met her but yes i do lot you know lots she, of folklore <laughs> she's as wonderful as patricia yeah oh is there is there folklore about dale mercer about just well, her no, she just you know she's an interior designer which is 
what I do as well. And so I, you know, come sort of from this long line of fabulous women just decorating stuff, which is so fun. <laughs> she likes her drinks too. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. But Patricia, I mean, she she loves her gin. I I I, I, I like need to get her into vodka. It's all no, about the vodka. I, I that little comment about the déclasse. I, I you know I've definitely had some vodka with her before, but I I also appreciate a really good gin. You do. <laughs> yeah, try this one. It's called Monkey Forty Seven. It's kind of hard to find, but it's my favorite. It's good. It's really good. I like a, I like like a flavor. Like I like a gray goose pear or a gray goose citron. Yeah. It's yeah. so clean. So, I mean, like, if you have a nice vodka, it's not, I mean, if you're drinking Smirnoff, that might be another story, but. <laughs> Gut-wrenching. <laughs> but Patricia, Patricia, are you shocked to see Whitney making an appearance? No, not at all. I mean, you know, Whitney created the show, so he he needs to make an appearance for as long as it goes on. This is his baby. <laughs> it's such a, I mean, it's a brilliant baby. Yeah. What about, so you don't have any thoughts on, like, Madison and Austin? Do you think they're going to last and work out? I mean, you know, if he becomes Budweiser, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, um, she is very mature, very driven. And I don't know. I mean, I think that they obviously care about each other a lot. But is it in the long haul? I don't know. I don't know what if Austin wants to get married and have kids or what he's looking forward to. But it has been sweet seeing him with Hudson. And, you know, he... I could see him being a good, you know, dad or uncle or whatever. I mean, we I all was gonna, kids, I was going to say, like, are you shocked at him? Because, I mean, he has some, like, paternal scenes with Hudson. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But That's... still, even in the scenes, he seems more of, like, a kid and a friend to the kid than, like, an authority figure. <laughs> an actual <laughs> father. Kids just need to have fun friends around to play with and do kid stuff. It doesn't always have to be this, like father knows best role. I mean, my dad and I have a very friendly relationship and always did. And, um, you know, I didn't, we didn't have a lot of discipline in our house, which is probably <laughs> part of the reason why I am the way I am. Maybe we needed some more discipline, but, you know, I think it's important to be friends with your kids. I think so. But yeah. yes, I just didn't know if you had any thoughts on whether it would last or not. Mm-hmm. What about, okay, so let's talk about Shep. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, he's in therapy. I mean, he's just, I think he really, I think again, he watched some of the show and was like, Hey, this isn't me. This isn't what I'm all about. This isn't, I'm like hurting people. Like he's like lovely. And one of the most like caring people I know. I mean, literally if I was in trouble, he would be one of the first calls to like come help and he would be there. And so I think when he saw the show played back and saw that he was actually like hurting people and hurting himself. And, you know, also like, do you want to end up that like 50 or 60 year old guy still out on King street, like looking for babes? Like it's not really a good look, you know? And it's much more impressive to be a family man and to build something. And I think he's, he like all of us is growing up and Taylor's just as cute as she can be. They were out here for his birthday and, um, she's she's just darling and lovely and I think what will really make them go the distance is that she's not like every girl that he's kind of tried to date has like wanted him to be something else they're like I'm gonna be the one to change him and like no you're not and I think she appreciates like she doesn't want to change him she loves him the way he is and they're gonna you know everything just let everyone be who they're gonna be and kind of that's the you know 
the special place. But she is a lot younger than him, so maybe she has more tolerance for the... I mean, that scene where they're like, okay, well, we just had the talk. I'm like, wait, what? Like, you blink and you missed it. I mean, I'm all for that. I'm not really into talks or like No, any- I think labels and all of that is sort of... Like, I don't even like saying the word my boyfriend. It's just, it's just so lame. <laughs> How long have you dated this boyfriend? Uh, well, we've been friends for a few years, but pretty much it got serious in lockdown. <laughs> Just, you know, That's... and then you go through something like this with someone and you're like, well, wow, you really are there for like the tough times. And, you know, before it was all just like parties and having fun and like anyone can stick around for that. But when it gets serious and like, I've been struggling with my business, you know, he's having to diversify all of his things. And it's like, you go through some like real life things with people and then you're like well maybe we can go through more than just a quarantine or maybe we can like build on all of this and so I think um I think had we not had the quarantine that we probably would have just still just been casually dating but now it's gotten kind of serious and you know we're really happy so there is a positive byproduct for you of quarantine positive byproduct I did have like lots of emotional breakdowns at the beginning because I'm just used to being on like a plane every week and going here and going there. And I was join like, the club. Yeah, I was just like, what is this life? <laughs> like, but you know, I mean, he grew up here in LA. He has all of his family, and basically, they've just all kind of like taken me in through all of this. So it's been. I probably would, honestly would have gone back to Charleston had it not been for him. Um, really, his support system here because you know. Like, what am I doing out here by myself? It would have, it made no sense. <laughs> and so I think at the beginning of lockdown, that was sort of the dilemma. It's like, well, I guess I should just go back to Charleston. And he's like, no, just stay here. And I was like, really? Like, are we doing this? So <laughs> And then you did it and it's going well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of couples have broken up during quarantine. So yeah, I've had a, quite a few friends actually now filing for divorce. But you know what? Some of that too was like a long time coming. And then you're like, hey, this is eventually going to be open and we still have the rest of our lives ahead of us. So let's quit being miserable. <laughs> did your boyfriend now, like you guys have been friends, like were you friends when you were on the show? Like, No, he- no, we actually, maybe the last season I was on the show, we met and we actually met at a mutual friend's house and Chef was there the night that we met. So <laughs> it's kind of funny full circle. <laughs> is he into like reality TV or? He no, thinks- he absolutely hates it. He would be annoyed that I'm even talking about him right now. <laughs> So you could blame it on me. I will. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm asking you for names or. No, or, no. And I, you know, but um, he's definitely been, you know, really great through all of this. And so you think Shep and Taylor might have a chance? Um, I, you know, I never say never. And I don't want to put any pressure on anything. I don't want to jinx anything. But, you know, she's awesome. And if he doesn't keep her, I will. <laughs> Okay, who do you think will be the first to be, just in general in life, it doesn't have to be with her current partner, like Shep, Craig, or Austin? Which of those is most likely to get married first? I would say Craig, just because he's very, like, traditional and with a family and all of that. But he's so into his business and everything right now, I think it's kind of tricky to date and do all of the things at once, so. And who's going to be the last to get married? Shep or Austin? Uh, I don't know. They're kind of like sort of neck and neck. To be honest, I think the last might be Whitney. I think he might hold out. <laughs> That's true. He's got more to lose. <laughs> Listen, he has Patricia. I mean, I would just stay in that house with mom and just, who's better than Patricia? Really? I know. She's pretty great. 
Are you are you like shocked at anything you've seen? Like knowing all these people, like as a like as a viewer of the show, like even though you no, but friends. there's a lot more show to go. <laughs> so there, I'm sure I'll be shocked by something soon. There is. So I mean, like I don't know. How do you feel about this? Because I personally like it. Like, do you like the Corona stuff? Because I like it. Like I think it's very well, I interesting. Think it's relevant. You know, if it didn't go on for so long, they probably would have cut it, and it didn't have to play into the show. But they had to quit filming for like three or four months, and so they've had to. You know, it affect production and how they got the show out and everything. So, it, and it's affected the whole world. But had it just been a month or two, they probably would have just skipped around it what i'm not looking forward to is having to answer to all of the the racial stuff and i'm really thankful that i'm not on this season because it's just it's such a hard topic and it's so hurtful to so many people and it's like you know you've got all these people that are like don't take down our statues and erase history and then you've got these other people that are like well it's like looming over our heads and it's a source of a lot of pain so it's it's just one of those things you can't please everyone and Charleston has always been uh this sort of mysterious like there's it's like the most haunted town in the world and all these like there's a lot of like ghost lores and spooky stuff and um I think that that it just plays into the history and I think it's what makes Charleston again even like more alluring and curious and um but I'm just really thankful that I don't have to answer to that to an audience because it's just it's yeah are you shocked that it's because like okay so bravo like lets a lot of people go they let stassi go kristen like they're changing a lot of things like are you shocked that Catherine has a job um yes and no when i looked at all this but the stuff that stassi but i saw what they like i just kind of read this in headlines i wasn't privy to any of this information like behind scenes or anything but what they did to that girl saying that she was the one that like stole stuff or whatever that really was like racial profiling. And I thought that that was really mean. And I know Stasi's friends with a lot of the Southern charm people. I've only met her once, like in passing at a party in LA. And, um, but what they did was really hurtful and mean. And I think what Catherine did, and the only reason she was let off the hook is because when she did do that monkey emoji, the person that she was writing back to, she didn't know who she was writing to. So she didn't know if that was a person of color or not or what, and so I think that's the only reason she's off the hook. I also really don't think that Catherine meant that as a racial slur. Um, you know, very rarely will I go to bat for Catherine, but in this instance, I will. I don't think that she meant like, I don't even want to like, you're a monkey. Like, I don't think that thought ever crossed her mind. She's not, I mean, as you see now, she has an African-American boyfriend or I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but I don't think that she meant that monkey emoji to intentionally hurt someone of color i do not right when bravo and their lawyers or whatever really looked at it they didn't see it did it hurt people's feelings yes and was that the woman who reached out to her i think she kind of set Catherine up a little bit because it's like if you are a journalist or you are this why would you not openly be like hey i am in the public eye as well um, and what she did as a journalist, I thought was very shady and not good journalism. Right. And to me, one of the aspects I just thought, and then we'll wrap it up. I yeah. thought maybe because Catherine is so good at doing anything for the show. I'm like, to me, this is just how I read it. I agree with everything you said, but it's almost like, let's work it into the storyline. I don't think anybody wants to work. I'm a racist into any storyline. Don't. <laughs> don't for sure. Not. I mean, I, 
I just, again, we all grew up with all of this like pain and hurting and, you know, like there were slave quarters on all of, you know, like I know that like bridal magazines are no longer showing shoots at plantations because of the slave quarters and things like that. And like, it just, it has an eerie feeling around it. You can feel the like energy from hundreds of years ago and you, you just, it's, it's there, you know? And I don't think anyone would, is, no one that I know has ever, is a racist person and it thinks that they should not be allowed in town or have equal rights or anything like that. And I know Catherine doesn't believe that either. And um, I just, I, I don't think that she well, hurt anyone. Listen, if you're saying that about Catherine, that must mean something. Because like you said, you don't go to bat for her often. No. <laughs> as, as the season goes on towards the end, you have to come back. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really, I don't know if you had a good time. It's so, listen, it's interesting to talk no. about it from someone. It talk about it. And like I said, my boyfriend has zero interest. So I don't really get to talk about this to anyone. In like He's the end. mortified if anyone comes up and is like, oh, hi, I love this show. He's like, why would anyone watch that? I'm like, Right. He's like, that. wait, we just saw Goldie Hawn. Why does someone want your picture? <laughs> He's like, Goldie Hawn, yes. He's like, yes. who are you and what's going on here? <laughs> exactly. No, so like towards the end, you'll, you'll come back on and we'll do a recap. Definitely, I'd love to. Where can everyone find you in case they need an apartment, they need a rental, a purchase? Yeah, I mean, actually, just go to my Instagram um, and all the links are there. If you need an apartment, a house, you want, we do vacation rentals as well. If you want to sell a house, if you want any sort of <laughs> info on your house, market updates, all of it, I love it. And where are you on Instagram? Um, it's A Landon Clements. The A is for Ansley. It's my first name. So I had That's that before easy. I was on the show. So, but yeah. That's easy. All yeah. right. You'll keep in touch. Sorry I kept you. Don't work too hard. Oh, Off to uh, showing appointments. <laughs> I get it. All yeah. right. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.